Welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. I want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, you can catch us on YouTube or on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, all of your favorite online streaming platforms. Hit the subscribe button, give us a like, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing as we grow this thing from the ground up. My guest today is Jerry Dove, the creator and host of the online show, I Remember That Song, also known as IRTS Live, the show, which can be seen on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Soul TV platform, features Jerry and his friends talking about classic music with legendary R&B and hip-hop artists. Jerry's also a 20-year veteran of the entertainment business and a longtime fixture in Bay Area radio here in the San Francisco Bay Area, including a 12-year run with Clear Channel, which is now iHeartRadio. And in addition to all of that, Jerry is also the owner of G-Dub Designs, and he's known for its expertise in gentlemen's fashion. In fact, I had to step up a little bit today based on some feedback <laughs> I got from Mr. Jerry Dove. So I'm, 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 I, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so it's just I'm pleased to welcome Jerry to the show today. So, Jerry, welcome to the show. Hey, well, thank you very much, Edric. And I, I should have a blazer on myself, man, you know, so, but I appreciate it and all the kind words. You ran it down quite it's a bit. all good, man. You are, right. you know, I'm, I'm honored to talk to you, man. So let's get mm. into it. Um, okay. Let's start off with the show. So tell me yeah. about I Remember That Song and uh, how it developed and how it's developed over the years. Okay, well, I'll go, I'll go back then to catch up to that. Um, I was in radio for like 19 and a half years. Got laid off on my birthday in 2018. Um, people always ask, do you think they know? I said, I don't think they knew that's radio. You know, you know about radio. So right. I don't think they knew. And I think that if they did, it wouldn't be mattered. But, you know, the old saying, when a door closes, another one opens up. In my right. case, a door closed, a garage door opened up. Wow. So I always wanted to do a TV show. So I had some friends of mine that worked at Coffee TV in San Francisco. And I said, you know, I got this idea, just a casual show. We're just sitting around. We're talking about music and, and just whatever stories come up, come up. And and the guy said, okay, we like it. Let's go. I said, oh, well, damn, I guess not. I better create some kind of a show, you know. <laughs> so so I knew that I wanted to have a couple of my friends that are DJs, uh, CJ Flash and, and Big Russ, who are part of the World Famous, Antoine Davis, who's on KBLX, and, and a couple other people came down the road and I'm sitting in a uh, so sitting in a lounge or something one day and listening to some music and talking to CJ Flash, who became my music director, and it was playing this mix in the background. I said, "Man, that sounds like um, sounds like Casey and the Sunshine Band, but it's not." You know, he says, "Well, it's from that same label. Came out in like '79," and he told me the name of the artist, and, I, and he said, "You know who produced him? Larry Dunn from Earth, Wind, and Fire." And I said, "You know, my first concert I ever went to was Earth, Wind, and Fire, George Benson and the Emotions." Wow. I said, "CJ, stop." That's the show. That's the show. You play a song and it just takes you wherever it goes, you know. So each week we have a different uh, guest or we'll have a different topic if we don't have a guest. We've been very fortunate with the TV show. We had Will Downing, which was so fun. We had so many different people did the TV show for two years. COVID hit, took a little break, decided to relaunch online. Uh, and that became IRTS Live. And so been doing that now for another two years with that. And that's been great because we can get guests from all over the country now. So we've had we've had Brian Culbertson, we've had Layla Hathaway, we've had Boston McElroy, we've had uh Dwayne Wiggins, we've had, you know, all kinds of folks, man. So so it's been great. Having a lot of fun. Every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. like we said on Facebook, uh Twitter, and YouTube. Hmm. 
Shout out to Foster McElroy from old, yeah. from old Valley days, man. So oh, yeah, 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 right? man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was that was good because they don't do interviews like that. So they knew Russ and 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 some of them knew Tracy. And so by the time we put all our friendships together and like, okay, okay, we'll do it. So we ended up doing two different shows with them because they had so much to talk about. So you know, quick aside, man, because I'm I'm glad you mentioned them because that's one of the things I really like about your show is that people who are unheralded, who don't, I think, don't get the love and the attention they deserve. Them brothers kind of was changing oh, the game, man, when oh, they were goodness, doing their thing yeah. with En Vogue and all that other yeah. stuff, man. So shout out yeah. to you for for giving people a platform to to you know learn about these great artists, especially Bay Area based artists who well, thank you, who, thank you know you. people don't don't talk about this enough. So and, well, thank you. And with that said, our guest uh, this past Tuesday was Jeannie Tracy. Mm-hmm. who uh, is huge in the disco dance world. She was with, she was the unofficial third ton of Two Tons of Fun, mm-hmm. worked with Sylvester, has has three number one dance hits in the last five years, uh, right from the Bay Area. She's a superstar that a lot of people don't know her name, except you, if you're into business or just know that, that music genre. Great guest, great lady, great story. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you doing that. We're trying to keep the music alive now. Yeah. Um, you talked about, you know, how people love talking about music. Um, and that's the thing, man, whether it's the barbershop, picnic, wherever you are, people are going to talk about music. So uh, especially with their family. So how have you been able to tap into that? I guess that that energy of people really want to talk about music and and oh, no, I didn't like that song. And you like, you know, just that that whole thing about um, how passionate people feel about music. man. Well, you know what? The, what I always tell people to come on our show. Uh, is first of all, this is not a, a gotcha show. We're not here trying to to, to make a, a name for ourselves and get you to say something that's going to be crazy, that's going to go viral. I don't want to go viral like that, not like that. And so we just get them to relax, tell them some jokes, have some fun. <clears throat> the best compliment someone gave me was like, I feel like I knocked on the door at your house. You let me in, told me to sit over there, and we just sat around and just started talking. And that's what we do. Uh, our, our, our team... Uh, we know each other pretty well. We got a real good chemistry and everything like that. So we're always talking junk about each other and having fun with it. I've done 20 years in radio and, and other entertainment. Uh, Russ and CJ have been DJing all over the world. Uh, Ryan Nicole, who's on the show, has been is a performer that should be up there on Beyonce status as far as I'm concerned. And Tracy Anderson worked with uh, Quincy Jones and all the different labels. So we all bring something to it to where if we just sit around and want to brag about ourselves, we could probably do it. But it would be pretty boring and pretty obnoxious. So, so we take it down a notch and just just talk and have fun, man. And so, nobody's opinion is wrong. Even if your opinion on song is, I never heard that song in my life. That's what we need to hear because I've said that a few times, and and they give me, "Why you never heard that?" And you know, so it's education, it's entertainment, it's conversation, it's fun. That's what we do. You mentioned education, and one of the things I've done over the years with my daughters who are older now, but um, and, and how people with, you know, grandparents and parents, you know, a lot of songs are sampled these days and, you know, mm-hmm. you, they'll reinterpret it, whether, it's, you know, even K-pop, all these different genres. And I've always had a chance to t- talk to my daughters about, okay, stop. We're going to go tell you where that original sample came from. I'm going to play it for you. So they understand the history of R&B. So mm-hmm. with your show, I like the fact that you're able to, to get into that a little bit and that people from all generational lines can, can watch your show and, and be educated. So, um, have you what kind of feedback have you gotten from families or grandparents or oh yeah my grandmother listened to that and and then I went and listened to it and I really like it now so uh, talk to me about that part of it man. well well first of all we did do a whole entire show on sampling 
And again, CJ Flash, who's our DJ, did just a, a masterful job of, of playing the original and then blending it right into the one that everybody knows now, mm -hmm. you know, or, mm -hmm. or vice versa. He played the, the, the one that's out now and blended back to the original. So it is educational. I give a lot of credit to producers nowadays who can find those songs and mix them into these songs, to these songs that they're doing now. I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, oh, this music nowadays is never as good as, you know, it really wasn't. Right. But I don't, say, <laughs> I don't say that. So I just think that, uh, I think that uh, everybody can listen to the show if you love music. That's what I say. It's not about this age or that age. We had 81-year-old Marshall Thompson, who's the last original member of the Shy Lights, hmm. on the show a couple of weeks ago. But you know who sampled his songs, Beyonce and Jay-Z, for Crazy in Love? Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of other artists that are out right now have sampled his songs. We had Bill Summers on. Oh, yeah. Bill Summers and Summers Heat. Right here in Vallejo, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's from the Bay. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he claims the Bay. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and he uh, had a lot of big hits in the 70s, but he also worked on The Color Purple. He worked on Roots. He worked on The Wiz. He's he's a, a music savant. savant that people don't even know his name and he's done so much stuff and people have sampled his music now that people didn't even know oh, that's Bill Summers too. Mm -hmm. So again, the educational part of our show is is is, is key to it. And uh, we try to drop a few nuggets for every show and have some fun away at the same time. <laughs> um, switching now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your career in radio. You know, the Bay Area has been has been home to some of the most legendary radio stations, you know, in, in history. I mean, we, we're talking, and these are ones, and for me, man, this is memory lane, you know, KBLX, KML, KISS FM, WOW 94.9. Uh, I'm not sure if you were associated with KSOL, but even KSOL back in the day. Um, you were part of that history, man. You you were there. Um, so how did you get started in radio, and and what are some of the roles you served in uh, during your career? Well, the, 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 the short, long story is, and I was in high school, I got to about my junior year. I was like most of the guys that I was hanging out with was playing basketball, playing, playing, running track. Uh, by the time I got to my junior year, I'm 5'9", 130 pounds. And I said, I don't think I'm going pro on anything. <laughs> I better start thinking about what I'm going to do when I get out of high school. And so there was a career day that a guy came by and he was a disc jockey. Not a DJ like you know now, but an on-air personality is what we call him now. But back then we called him a disc jockey. And he was talking about how he went to school for radio. And so I'd always told myself, well, if I can't, I can't be in sports, then I can be a sports announcer or something like that. And, and I loved music even at that time. Never crossed my mind that you could go to school to become a disc jockey. And so it was a junior college right down the street. It was in, I lived in Atwater, California, which is right in the center, center of California. My dad was in the Air Force. There was an Air Force base down there. Seven miles away was Merced and Merced College, and they had a great uh, radio and TV program. So I went, graduated high school, became a communications major, uh, did it for a couple of years, got a job in radio on the air at a little station in Los Banos. Uh, did it for another year or so, decided I'm quitting that and because I, I got to make some serious money and and took off and started doing other things. 20 years later, I realized <laughs> after getting fired from jobs and quitting jobs and never liking a job I had ever done, I said, I got to get back doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I made a list. And, and I tell people this all the time, write down what it is that's on your, your wish list. And I made a list that I still have of what I want out of my next job and what I didn't want out of my next job. I mean, I worked a lot in retail, worked in the malls. I said, I don't ever want to be responsible for raising somebody else's kids. 
whether they're my customer or my employee. I didn't want that to be my number one responsibility. I didn't want to work uh, in a mall. I didn't want to do retail, you know. And so my list of what <clears throat> I didn't want was a lot longer than what I did want. And so what I realized, the things that I love were music, uh, clothes, and, and sports. And so now I'm 5'9", 175 pounds, but I'm like 40 years old. I definitely can't go into sports <laughs> now. Uh, I'd done the retail, so the clothing was all behind me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back into radio. So now I'm living in Fremont, <laughs> and they've got a great radio program at Ohlone Junior College up there. So shout out to junior colleges. Yes, and sir. so I started working there. I went to school there, took some other classes, and I became this this uh, this 40-year-old freshman <laughs> all over again. I And uh Got on the air at that station, uh, and then there was a station in Stockton that they were hiring, so I got a job there. And then Kiss FM had started, like a, Kiss FM is maybe um, nine months old. Mm-hmm. And Kiss FM at the beginning was Michael Erickson, Rennell, mm-hmm. Morris Knight, old school music, all this stuff that I grew up with that. I don't have to learn about that. I grew up with that. So I applied for a job there got a job as an overnight board op. Literally coming in at two o'clock in the morning and working till six in the morning. Oh. Uh, branched out to where I wanted to do more things. I wanted to, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to stay connected to it. Um, so I started coming in in the daytime, just doing whatever they needed me to do around the office. It generally ended up in being in promotions. Uh, so, so at this point now, I'm still working at the station in Stockton on the air. Mm-hmm. I'm working at Kiss FM board opping, which means I'm playing all the music, but I can't talk coming in the daytime to do uh, promotions. I'm still at the junior college. So radio is all, I'm all over the place doing radio. I knew I was in the right direction. Uh, So one point they offered me an opportunity to help with the promotion department and come on staff. And and I realized very quickly that in that business, there's a lot of talented people. I can't think two hours ahead. (laughs) So I said, all my management experience came into play. And so I decided, let me go into promotions. And promotions turned into to being something that was really good for me. Started doing promotions that turned into community affairs. First from my station, I was at Clear Channel, which is now uh, uh, iHeart Radio now. But <clears throat> I became the uh, promotions, assistant promotion director at KISS FM and the community affairs director of all the stations that you mentioned, KML, while KKSF was out at that time, uh, Star 1013, KISS FM. And uh, I really, that's how I met you, just doing all my yes, work in the community and all that kind of thing. So so I branched out. I did that for like 12 years, um, got laid off again. Again, that's not anything I'm doing wrong. It's just that's part of radio, especially when you're in promotions and community affairs. And so I went out for about a year and a half, did some other things, got a chance to work at KBLX and uh, got hired over there and basically did the same thing with KBLX, became promotion director community affairs director of all five of their stations and and on and on and on mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's about how i went um one of the things that and, and i'm gonna go back a little bit earlier because you talked about um mm-hmm. you 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 like today's music you don't you're not one of those people sit around and go back in the day it was this and it was better and this and, no, and I, so, I didn't say that i didn't say that okay I said, okay i didn't clarify. say i liked it i didn't say i liked it i said okay. i'm not going to tell you i don't like it i got you okay fair <laughs> yeah. point fair point fair yeah. point uh, where I'm going with this, though, is that how we consume music now or how music is, is I guess, uh, consumed by the listeners. Because I imagine from where you were back then till now, uh, the change has been so great. And, you know, how can artists and people in that world 
um, it's a little bit way, different way of building relationships. What, what I'm getting at is this. Radio stations used to build relationships with the artists and with the, 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 the listeners and the community mm -hmm. they were in and with contests and calling up to try to get tickets. I mean, you you loved your radio station, right? right. Now everything is, uh, you go get it. And I think, to me, I think it's missing something. And, and maybe that's just me, but I'm, I'm curious on your take of just how people access music today and, and those relationships that used to be so paramount, especially the teenagers where they try to tape songs off the radio and this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a completely different experience now. And so that is where you get into the, you know, back in my day, you know, because right. I remember eight tracks and cassettes and, and, and yeah, putting your, your little recorder up next to the radio right. and hit record and praying that nobody walks in the room while you're recording KSOL or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um I had a, a guest on our show, Kevin Ross. I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Ross. Uh, Kevin had done a, an appearance with us when I was at KB Likes a couple of years ago, and he was coming here to the Bay Area. So I got him to come on the show. And we were talking about, you know, I was giving him that basic, you know, there's no new R&B out. And, you know, you guys are singing about this and singing about that. And, and he sat up on his chair and this young man schooled me. And he schooled me. He says, you know what? How do you listen to your music? I said, well, you know, I'm in the Bay Area and the radio stations here uh, don't play any of the music that, you know, that you play even. You know, if Luther Vandross, Michael Jackson and Prince came out the grave and did one song, there'd have to be there'd be meetings around here to see if anybody would even play it, you know. Mm. And so, so he says, well, what you need to do is you need to meet us where the music is. And so he told me that mm. I have to listen to Sirius Radio. I have to listen to Pandora or something like that. And I didn't have that in my car or anything like that. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So I went out that weekend, upgraded my stereo system mm -hmm. uh, and got got uh, serious and all that kind of stuff. And I've been listening to all this stuff. And just I'm literally, as I'm driving, I put my knee up on the steering wheel and I'm writing down this song. And right, okay, wow, I never heard that one. And so the music is still out there. You just have to go where it is. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard a lot of stuff lately on, okay, 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 okay. And so for young people, that's all they know. That's all they know. So the only thing I think that you can really do is, is open their ears up and ask them to listen to some other stuff. Ask them to respect your parents' music tastes. Ask them to respect your uncle, mine, yours, whoever they happen to run across. Listen to this. If you like that, you're going to love this. Do that whole Amazon thing. If you like this, you're going to love this. Mm -hmm. And if they really, truly love music, and I always ask people, if you tell people, if you really love music, you'll listen to everything. Doesn't mean you got to buy it, right. but you'll listen. I'm very familiar with everybody from Dolly Parton to Frank Sinatra to the Bee Gees to the Temptations, you name it, because I love music. <laughs> I don't have any Bee Gees albums in my house. I don't have any Dolly Parton albums in my house. But if she came by here and was doing a show, I might go see her. Just because I respect her talent and what she's brought to the world of music. So so just keep your eyes and your ears open. And I thank you, Kevin, for reopening mine because I didn't realize how tight they were at the time. And so um, it's still out there. You just have to, to look a little harder. And um, if you love music, then you, you'll know what I'm saying. You'll get it. Uh, another quick aside. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here because you mentioned if Dolly Parton came into the Bay, you'd go see her. Yeah. And that raises the question about the power of live music, going to see mm. live music and how, mm. you know, of course, all that was shut down during COVID, but now it's back. Um, and again, going back to how radio stations, promotions, uh, a lot of it was if the artist was in town was geared around not just selling the music for the artist, but also getting people out to the show. Um, mm. Talk to me about your experiences just with live music and and maybe some of the artists who who you've seen live who just 
you know, blew you away? Oh, man. Um, even before I started working in radio, I was going to concerts. You know, like I mentioned, my first concert was Earth, Wind & Fire, <clears throat> George Benson and the Emotions. That's a pretty good first start. You know, it's a pretty good first time. And this is Earth, Wind & Fire back in the 70s when when you can pull up some videos where the drummer is spinning all around and, well, sure. and Verdine is playing his bass and just spinning him all around. And and we had the mothership that was landing in the in the concert venue, you know, with, with Parliament and Funkadelic. And, and just, you know, I'm a big 70s music guy. And so I pay respect to all those guys when they come through just because you never know when they're going to stop touring or when God's going to call them home. So yeah. I try to see everybody that I can. I mean, I've been blessed, especially with work now. It's not bragging. It's part of my job <clears throat> to see so many different concerts, pretty much everybody you can think of. I think uh, I, my favorite artist of all time is Prince. I probably saw him 25 times. <laughs> oh, you too? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you man. Go. 18 for me, man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, and so uh, I've seen him from a, a small venue that holds 300 people to <clears throat> arenas with 20,000 people in it. And he's never let me down. Um, probably, let's see, who have I seen this recently that's, you know, really excited? I mean, Prince, I always tell people it's not a, a concert, it's an experience, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, I never got to see uh, <clears throat> Michael Jackson. I never got to see, uh, I saw Jermaine, ironic, <laughs> uh, funny as that it sounds. I saw Jermaine, I've seen Janet a few times. Beyonce, I finally went to see her to see what that was all about. She's amazing. Uh, man, I can go on and on. I mean, my best concerts, uh, go to Yoshi's or a smaller venue like that and just sit there for 75 minutes and you're that close and you can hear that. And there is nothing like live music and live musicians doing the sharing that gift that God has given them with us and they get into it, we get into it. It's a fun experience. So if you haven't gone to concerts or you're not a big concert goer, you got to go. You got to go. And I want to go to a bigger rock show sometime, too. I want to go to like an Aerosmith show or something mm, like that. Mm. Just to get to, just to see what that feels like, you know? Yeah, especially here in the Bay Area when there's so many choices, yeah. man. It was, yeah, we're yeah. blessed, you know, with, with live music. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, let me now switch gears and tell me about G-Dub Designs. Uh, you know, you've got T-shirts and hoodies and a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah. tell me about that, man, how you got involved in that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, like I was saying earlier, uh, uh, in between my radio gigs with Clear Channel and before KBLX, I was out for about a year and a half. I had always uh, had this little saying of mine that I said that, you know, uh, make a decision, make peace with your decision and move forward. So after talking to a lot of people about it and finding out how much that thought process came up, I decided to put it on a T-shirt, <clears throat> as Shaquille O'Neal would say, underdog, put it on a T-shirt, right? So I put it on a T-shirt, peace and move forward. And that was my first line of T-shirts. I went all in. I'm thinking, okay, I don't need radio. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur now. And I made T-shirts and hoodies and uh, uh, journals and all kinds of different things like that. And it did well. It did well. It took off for a little while. It was hard work, hard work, because you got to be out there all the time. Um and then uh, did it for about about a year, year and a half, like we're saying. And right as it was starting to to teeter teeter off, I got a, a chance to go work at BLX. Hmm. While I was at BLX, I decided, okay, never in when in radio, folks, uh, or in any kind of entertainment business, because it's very fickle. Never be caught with this is the only thing that you're doing. Always ha have some kind of a backup plan. So I kept doing my my line of clothing and my G-Dub designs is what I called it. And so I came up with different ideas in the radio. I came up with one I called the R&B Legends. And so it was a tribute to the legends. And Prince is really the one who kind of initiated it for me because you've seen these shirts that say, you know, this name and that mm -hmm, name. Mm -hmm. And this. so I, my very first shirt with the legend was 
with Marvin and Luther and Whitney and Natalie and Maurice and Prince. And Prince was in purple. Hmm. And because uh, because Maurice had died around the same time that Prince did, and, and I think Nellie Cole did too, and so and Maurice Maurice White and just all these kind of people just dying around the same time, I said I got to pay tribute to these folks. So I put on a T-shirt, sold really well. Came up with another idea for comedians. So uh, Bernie Mac, George Carlin, um, Red Fox was in red. Richard Pryor, hmm. all these kind of folks. Uh, another one for smooth jazz artists and. And uh, my most recent one of that is uh, really going back a little bit. It's uh, Donnie Hathaway and, and Curtis Mayfield. And Aretha Franklin is a highlighted one, and that's in gold. The, the thing with all the shirts, one of them is always in color to stand out a little bit. It's Aretha, we just saw, she's in gold with a queen, a crown right at the end of her name because she was the queen. So having a lot of fun doing all that kind of stuff, you can get those items at gdovedesigns.com. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's a nice little side business. Uh, it, it's something that keeps me active and, and it ties in what I'm doing. It's really music related and it makes a lot of sense for me to do it. And I'm just glad to run into you yes, sir. at the uh, Holiday Expo over the weekend and you came through and I appreciate that. So it's good You're to welcome. see you, man. You're welcome, man. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you because like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of music. I love music. You know, I'm, I collect vinyl. I'm just, you know, music has been a big part of my life uh, for a long time and anytime. I can talk to someone like you who's, you know, seen it from both the inside and the outside and just, you know, the experiences you've had. And I want to thank you for sharing that with our audience because it's so important to keep these traditions alive and, and, and to keep talking, you know, talking about music and passing those torches, man, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it will never be like it used to be. But that doesn't mean to your point, it can't be better than what it was before. Right. You know, we've got to right. we've got to stay moving forward. So Absolutely. I thank you. So Jerry Dove, thank you so mm -hmm. much. So if people wanted, uh, you mentioned G Dove designs, and I'll put the, the link up there as well. But if people yeah. want more information about IRTS live, where can they go? Well, you can go what I would suggest that you do is go to our YouTube channel at IRTS. There's a space show. Uh, make sure you sip, subscribe. It's free. Uh, and then you can get caught up on all the shows that we've done in the past. And like I said, we've done so many different artists and and, and topics and everything. You can get caught up and binge watch it. Also give you the, the alerts when we've got a new show coming out every Tuesday night. So IRTS Space Show. And here's the merchandising at gdubdesigns.com. Um, if you wanted to, to to hit me up, just just hit me up and find me on Facebook at Jerry Dove. You see it right there. And um, if you're a friend of Bedridge, you're a friend of mine. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And if you act up, I'm going to let him know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put uh, all the links in our YouTube uh, channel and on our description so we can get to you uh, and definitely get a chance for folks to watch IRTS Live. Well, again, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was good running thank into you. you. I appreciate you sharing your, your vision and what you've done and, and what you're continuing to do with our audience. I really, really appreciate talking to you, and I hope I can talk to you again, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. You're very welcome. This has okay. been another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. I always tell you, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Catch us on our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can get The Edric Show. Download it. Drop us a like. Subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Again, as I grow this thing from the ground up, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.